Okay, so we're still holding here in Parakshini and Oskimel. Um, and um, let's read, we did a little bit of it last time, let's read through it again. And maybe touch some other points that we didn't touch last time. Okay. So we spoke about before that, that, that by making yourself comparable to Hashem, by being the Baal HaToyv, then your self-definition is able to be similar to Hashem and be connected to Him. In the process of, of acquiring perfection, you are in an ongoing process of connecting to Hashem. That it's, it's, it's a singular process by the time that it is completed. So we spoke about this last time that we learned that we learned that Kaina mitzvah, every mitzvah itself is a dvekis Baruch Hu, and even though we don't see the results of it, but it is an ongoing process of dvekis. It's not it's not it's not the shot that we do the mitzvahs and later on they're converted into Olam Haba for us, but rather the mitzvahs themselves are building our Olam Haba um, and, and, and is an ongoing process. We spoke about this, this, this last time. Okay, but the point is that the mitzvahs, even now in this world, they're dveikas to Kodesh Baruch Hu, even though we, Hashem has blocked the ability in this world, which we'll talk about later, for us to experience the effect of those mitzvahs. All right. Vizet. So why is it that the mitzvahs are an ongoing process of dveikas to Hashem? Being that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's existence is absolute perfection, true perfection. As we discussed before, that one of the only things we know about Hashem is that He's perfect in every facet. So if you make the cheshben, it comes out that if you're going to find an element of shleimus, so if man is put in this world to complete himself, to allow dveikas to Hashem, then anything which he does to be mashlum himself, to complete himself, by definition has to be of a Kodesh Baruch because Hashem is true perfection, pure, true shleimus, therefore anything which is considered shleimus outside of Hashem is not really shleimus, because the definition of shleimus is a Kodesh Baruch So therefore, when a person does an act of shleimus, it has to be an act that is of the nature of Hashem. So how can we refer to objects, chafetzim, as, as shalim? Well, well, so we don't, like right? Like you know. So that's only, that's only, like we spoke about this a previous time, it's only in a, in, in a yachas, in a comparison to something else. So comparatively, an entire piece of bread is shalim than a half piece of bread. But we don't say, wow, that's true perfection looking at a loaf of bread. It's not only because perfection is true perfection. Right? When we want to compare things, like that's the muscle I keep using in my yeshivish car, right? When we want to compare two things, I can say, wow, the person's new Tesla is, is perfect. That's only in comparison to my 2002 Corolla. But in, in reality, true perfection only belongs to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Anything that we find in this world which we call perfect, we're only, um, we're only calling it that. It, it's, only, it's, only, um, it's only a surname. It's only, it's only a descriptive terminology. It doesn't get to the heart of pure shleimus. Pure shleimus only belongs to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So you see a person, and he does tremendous amount of chasadim, right? So you, 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 he's not shalim, right? It, it's only in comparison to somebody else. Right? That, 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 There's a question that. about whether shleimus applies to gashmius at all? No, no. No, no you're just saying that, the, that we've said shleimus exists to Hashem. How do we talk about perfection in this world? And the answer is that there really is no perfection in this world. Perfection in this world is a, bo- is a borrowed terminology when comparing it to other things. But Akash Baruch's reality is shalim. And if a person is going to engage in activities in this world to make himself connected to Hashem, um, and he's only doing that because these activities are, are things that are mashlamim that make him shalim, so therefore these activities, the mitzvahs that he's doing themselves, their shleimus has to be of Akash Baruch's shleimus. 
right? If pure perfection, if true perfection only exists by Hashem Baruch and Hashem put us in a world where there are elements of perfection for us to acquire, i.e. the mitzvahs, mm-hmm. then those mitzvahs have to be of the same nature of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because if HaKadosh Baruch Hu is true Shlemus, that means you can't find Shlemus anywhere else. And if we're saying that the mitzvahs he gave us to be mashlam ourselves, to complete ourselves, to allow us to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that means that those mitzvahs have to be, kebiachol, a chalik of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's perfection. Because you can't find perfection outside of Hashem's perfection. Okay. That's what I'm calling it, right? So he gives an example. He says, So any which is Shlemus can only be Shlemus in its relationship to Hashem. Like a, like a branch to a root, right? So we have a trunk of a tree, and we say, that's the tree. And the tree grows branches. It's not the tree, it's things that come off the, the tree. But they're a part of the tree, they're just extensions of the tree, right? So we find some action in this world that Shlemis, it's not a Kosh Baruch but the Moshe Lerumchal is telling us is that they have to be connected to a Kodesh Baruch Hu and part of a Kodesh Baruch Hu in order for those mitzvahs to have a Shem Shlemus on them. We spoke about last week the concept of being Malbish something. We, we found that in this week's parasha also. The Alderman, in last week's parasha, the Alderman Chava were Aram, they were naked. What nakedness means is that a person hasn't done mitzvahs yet. The mitzvahs are a lavosh. We're going to talk about this more in a minute. That mitzvahs are a, a, a lavosh um, and, and it, it's not like clothing that we wear that, that's bottled to the to the mensch. Rather, like we spoke about this muscle last week, it's clothing that actually changes who we are. So, you know, we, we gave the example that a person wears like um, an army uniform, so now he's a soldier. A person wears a hat and a jacket, now he's a bentera. But the clothing actually can touch and can actually um, can, can, can change the person himself and transform his being. So the mitzvahs are like levushim, that by engaging the activities of the mitzvahs, by engaging in these elements of shlemis, they actually change us to become shalim. Right? So, um, one second. So we're saying, though, that, that these mitzvahs, though, in order for them to be shlemis, they have to be connected to Kosh Baruch so that he, 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 he gives the, a muscle that they're similar to branches that come off of a tree bark because of the, that's the yachas that they have to a Baruch Hu. So when you do a mitzvah, you are doing something which kibiyachal is an offshoot of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Yeah, you're, in the, hold on, you're engaging in a godly activity and that godly activity changes you and builds your self-definition into perfection, shlemus, allowing you then in Olam Haba to be connected to... A Kodesh Baruch Hu, right? But the understanding is that mitzvahs themselves are of the nature of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Because if only shlemis exist by Hashem, therefore you can only find shlemis in Hashem. So therefore the mitzvahs are an element of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's shlemis. And they have a yachas to a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And if we look at a Kodesh Baruch Hu in the muscle as the tree, the branches or what, 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 what extends from it would be the mitzvahs. So that's a little bit of a hard pill to swallow. There's a lot of cautions of that. We'll explain that in, in a minute. But so far, we're... we're, we're branches following. can't live independently of the tree. No, a branch is a chalik of the tree, but it's not the atzimus of the tree itself. It is what shoots off from the tree, right? Offshoot, right? Like the word is shoot in English means something which, like, a, a branch. Why? Because it shoots off from the, the tree. It's not the, it's not the actual essence of the tree itself. Rather, it is the extension of the tree. But like you said, its entire chiyas and its, and its self-existence is only because of its connection to the tree and to something that's an offshoot of the tree, right? So mitzvahs also are elements of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's shlemis in this world. And by a person engaging in them, you clothe yourself in those 
elements, and that gives a person a level of personal shlemus, allowing himself to become the Baal HaTov and to be Davak to Akash Baruch Right? Okay. Hinei, Hamshach told me So the mitzvahs are almost like a Hamshach or a tolda of a Kaddish Baruch which we have to explain that. So, you know, let, 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 let's, let's, um, let's explain that now before we get into Hester and Haaretz Panim. So, basically, we know the 613 mitzvahs, right? We know the Taryag mitzvahs are mashed from a person. We know a concept also the Taryag mitzvahs correspond to the 613 parts of human being, the positive commandments being the organs, the negative commandments being like the, the sinews in a person. What is sinews? Sinews really means connective tissue. So a positive commandment, organs are things that actually accomplish things in the body. They, they pump blood, they, they, they clean blood, they allow for breathing, they, all, all the various functions that um, clean out waste, whatever it is that they do. All the various functions that organs, the brain is an organ which allows for thought, um, nervous system is an organ which allows for the, the transference of, 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 of neurons to the rest of the body, fine. The, what's, what's with, what's with the, 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 what's with the gidim? What are sinews? Sinews create the tsura in a body, right? That what the sinews do is they, they, they create, up until here the organ goes, up until the organ doesn't go, up until here the flesh goes, and here the flesh doesn't go. It creates the, the um, what was a good way of saying tsura in English? It creates the, the what? The shape? Like the shape. It creates the shape of the body. So, so too, the positive commandments are, are being kind of shlemis. It's doing something. It's, it's acquiring an element of Hashem Shlemus. The negative commandments keep, quote-unquote, the shape, and they keep us from falling away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? Just like there's a part of your body which maintains that the body should stay, the organ should stay in place. The negative commandments, you would move away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? The positive commandments are accomplishing a dveikas to Baruch Hu, and the negative commandments are saving us from chisarun and falling distant from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we would say the positive commandments advance us closer to Hashem's reality, and the negative commandments keep us from falling farther away. That's the muscle in the body, that the, that the organs are accomplishing bodily functions, and the, and the, and the connective tissue, right, the, 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 the gidim are there in order to keep the body in check. That way it doesn't fall apart and it's able to continue doing it, what, it, what, it's, supposed to, what it's supposed to do. Now, but what, what, what is this muscle of 613? What? You need both, then. You need both, Sure. Sure, a person does mitzvahs, then he does averis. Well, it's a beautiful shlemus that you're gaining, but at the same time, you're, you're sending yourself into oblivion. I mean, it's almost like a person eating a very healthy diet and making sure that all of the cells in his body reproduce nicely, and et cetera, and at the same time, he cuts out, you know, holes out of his, out of his torso. Like, that's not a very healthy habit, right? You know, a, a person that, you know, makes sure that he... Um, protects himself from bodily harm, but at the same time eats foods that will, you know, cause the blood sugars to go crazy and, and the heart starts to fail and whatnot. Also not, 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 not a good recipe for, for truchias, right? But we have to understand, what is this muscle that, 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 that the mitzvahs are like, are, are taryag, are, are 613 parts of the human body? Why are the 613 mitzvahs? What does it mean that the mitzvahs are an offshoot of a Kosh Baruch Hu, right? We, we spoke about in the beginning that a Kosh Baruch Hu is a, is a Yichud, he's an Echad, he's a singular existence. What, what the Ramchal called him was a Metzias Apashit, right? A, a simplistic existence where all of the parts of a Kosh Baruch Hu were not parts. Fundamentally, a Kosh Baruch Hu is not made out of parts or pieces. A Kosh Baruch Hu, we said, doesn't have the concept of Harkava, right? That, that, that unlike things in the physical world, there are not parts that come together to create a Sham, and Hashem doesn't have Reboy. Hashem doesn't change over time, right? So how can I tell me that mitzvahs are elements Elements of a Kodesh Baruch Hu if Hashem Himself is not made up out of parts, right? We're following, following what we're saying here a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it gets worse, right? The, the Zayar, Nefesh Chaim speaks of this. The Zayar actually says, 
All of the commandments of the Torah come together in the upper king. Some mitzvahs correspond to the head of the king. Some mitzvahs correspond to the body of the king. Some mitzvahs correspond to the hand of the king. Some mitzvahs correspond to the feet of the king. And it goes on and on like this, right? Um, again, the Koshbachel doesn't have parts, doesn't have pieces, doesn't have hands, right? We have this Messiah that every mitzvah that we do with a certain element of our 613 Shirkoima, of, of, of the 613 parts of our, of our being down here, corresponds to an element in, in, in Shemai, right? How, how do we put all this together, right? So we, we spoke about before the concept of the Tzimtzum, and, and again, it's, it's very Negea here. A Baruch Hu on ultimate level is an Echad. And he is absolute shlemus, no parts, no pieces, a singular existence, allowing for no other reality outside of his own self-perfect, infinite, um, devoid of any form of um, of lacking. Right, that that existence that he has is is a singular existence, allowing no room for anything else to exist. In order for Koshbochel to create us, we spoke about the idea of the Simpson. He had to hide himself. Right, thereby creating a conceptual space where another being can exist outside of his. Oneness. Once he hid himself and he created that veil, right? He then was mashpia. He then was um, he gave some of of his quote unquote light. Light again. We spoke about before being a marshal. Some of his light back into that conceptual space. So if I would look at the light that's coming through the veil, I look at it almost as being a finite light, right? Because it's it's only a certain amount. But if I would be able to remove the veil, what would I realize? Infinite. It's part of the infinite light, right? It's, it's once you take it and you hide Akash Baruch Hu's true oneness from it then, it, then it becomes something which is finite. But when you look at it in context of where it came from, you would realize that what you're looking at is only a facet of Akash Baruch Hu's singular existence, right? Does that make sense? But that's our imperfection that we can't see the infinite light. Well, we'll that's never be able to. Sense. Well, we'll never fully be able to see. We spoke right, about this before in previous times also exactly. That, that we'll never fully be able to perceive a Kodesh Baruch because then by definition the only way to fully perceive a Kodesh Baruch would be to be him because he's a singular existence leaving no room for any other um, part or piece and for you to be defined as Tuvia and me as Moshe Chaim by definition that means that we have to have some level of a self-definition um, and, and that doesn't match with the idea that Kodesh Baruch is a, is, is a singular existence right so we'll never fully be able to grasp that but we spoke of the idea that Olam Haba is grasping as much of it as we possibly can, right? But for the framework of this world, though, Kodesh Baruch Hu is mashpia of his light, of his essence, into this world, but it's going to be, it's going to be hidden by, by the veil. And when we, when we look at it, we'll see whatever, whatever the aura that we're seeing is going to be something which is finite in nature, but ultimately, um, it, 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 there are no parts and pieces to... Um, to, to a Kodesh Baruch Can the Malachim right? see this infinite light? No. Malachim also are, are live, uh, by a Malach, by definition, has a self-definition. A Malach is, Mechayel is not Gavriel, is not Refoil. And therefore, uh, since they have a self-definition, they are, and if they, again, like the Rambam says, if anybody would fully know, if anybody would fully know a Kodesh Baruch Hu, right? Yeah, if anybody would fully know a Kodesh Baruch Hu, then they would be a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So a Malach also is, is, is a, Chebra, um, um, I'm, I'm sorry, do, do you mind? So Amalek also is 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 a, is is a limited entity that has its own self definition and therefore is not 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 privy to Kodesh Baruch Hu's complete yichud because by definition no entity that is an entity could perceive a Kodesh Baruch Hu's yichud and still be distinctive from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So Malachim also exists 
within a framework of existence, which they see more of the, the light after Hashem hit himself than we do. They see a greater pers- perspective of it. A Navi is going to see from a higher part in the spiritual world where there's less covering, right? Mm-hmm. And therefore he'll have a clear perspective, a perspective through his Nebuah. But, but again, everything is... The only way we can exist, by definition, is that there is some kind of a shade that, 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 that exists. So, so again, this concept we're saying is very deep, and really this touches upon the concept of, of spheres, right? And that, that's what the spheres are. That we know the world was created by Sarah Mamaris, right? This past week's Parsha, 10, 10, 10 sayings that Kosh Baruch said in order to create the world. These represent that they, we can break down the sum total of the amount of a Kosh Baruch Hu's yichud, that he was megala post the Tzimtzum, on the other end of the veil, to ten distinctive hagas, ten, 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 ten distinctive um, modes of how he relates to the world, right? And, and those ten distinctive modes, or those ten emanations, are the building blocks of this world. It's what he used to create the world, it's what he uses to run the world, and to some degree it'll be what will be our window into seeing a Kodesh Baruch and perceiving him in the, in the next world, right? Um, in fact, the, the, the Lushan Sphira itself actually um, has multiple um, definitions in it. The word Sphira comes with the number of a number. Why? Because again, a Baruch Hu's light, again, light is a muscle, right? But a Baruch light is the sense of when someone else perceives the goodness of something else. That, that's light. Light is, we've spoken about this before, light is that which is the most ethereal in our universe and therefore gives us the greatest sense of something which is spiritual. Because again, spiritual is devoid of the world. The physical, the least physical thing that exists in the world is light. So we use the muscle of light. But, 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 but the word sphere itself comes from the notion of mispart, of number. Why? Because again, as far as we're concerned, on the other end of the symptom, these are defined... Hanhagas of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. These are defined elements of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's self. Again, ultimately, like we said, they're not. We're just not seeing it because it's being hidden from us. But, but from our perspective, they're defined. A Kodesh Baruch Hu's midah of chesed is not his midah of gvura, right? Rachamim is not the same thing as din. It's not the same thing as, as, as chesed. They are distinctive midahs that a Kodesh Baruch Hu uses to run the world. So they are mispar. They are finite. Right, and we could say atkan chesed, atkan is where we start din, right? And they're not the same thing, right? Um, at the same time, it's also from the lashon of Evan Asapir, right? When Moshe Rabbeinu, after Har Sinai, he was shown kilivnas uh, Asapir, he was shown a, uh, it literally translated as, as as a glowing brick or a sapphire, right? Yeah. But what it means is something which shines, right? So the word sapir also means to shine. So yes, it may be a finite. Uh, revelation of a Kodesh Baruch true existence to people on the other end of the Simpson. But at the end of the day, that is our light from Hashem. That is that is that is our means of perceiving, perceiving a Kodesh Baruch Hu. In a sense, we can look at them almost as windows into perceiving a Kodesh Baruch Hu's oneness. It's the framework in which how we as a Nivra have the ability to to look back and to perceive a Kodesh Baruch Hu. But we have to understand that all of this is only after the Tzimtzum. And therefore, we can look at the spheres almost as a Nafim and a Kodesh Baruch as, as branches and a Kodesh Baruch as being the, the Sharish, the root, the root of, it, of it all, right? Now, how does 10 turn into 613 mathematically? I don't know. But the 10, these 10 Maimaris do correspond to the parts of the human body. Right? How do they do so? Uh, but I'm not going to get into, into, into the depths of the Kabbalah here, but Kessler being the top of that, Chochmah the right brain, Bina the left brain, um, Das being the neck, I know we're going to count 11 now, um, Chesed being the right arm, Gvru the left arm, Tiferes being the center of the body, Netzach being the right leg, Hod being the left leg, Yisoyed being the Aver, and Malchus. Is this Malchus. what we say on Spheris, Homer? These, these terms. 
Right. The, these are the spheres. Those are the spheres. This is our through Malchus, right? Yeah. Malchus being the, we don't have to focus on the Kabbalah of it, but at least the Havana of it, we, we can understand. Well, one day, one day, one day, one day, right? But uh, Malchus being the receiver, what, 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 what do the spheres represent? But, but they are aligned with the human body. Because Rachel did that on purpose. Because the human body itself is a muscle to the spiritual world. So the spiritual world are made up of these, these ten hanhagas. Again, it's way more complicated than this, but we're, we're going to try to simplify it to give us Havana. Are made up of these ten basic lights or emanations of a Baruch these, these ten hanhagas or hashpos of Hashem. Um, and, and, he, and he made the human being to be a roadmap of the way that Shemayim works. And really we are a microcosm of all of the spiritual universes was, was, is, is the human being. And the reason why that is is because the human being's job is meant to be res- receptacle from all of the Hashpah Hashem gives from Shemayim. And not only that, that our actions actually go back and re-affect areas in Shemayim, right? Nev Shemayim spends a lot of time speaking about the idea that when we do mitzvahs, we allow more of a Kosh light to come into the world. Utsurim Chal is going to talk about Sum, the concept of Aris Panim and Hester Panim, the idea of Hashem shining continence versus him holding himself back. Our mitzvahs bring more of an or, and we're mashlim the Bria, we, we, we bring perfection to the, to, the, to the universe, we bring perfection to ourselves, and we build our Olam Haba through our mitzvahs, we bring a Kosh light down to us. On the other end, we're also a receptacle to receive all of that comes from Shemayim. So the idea is that these ten spheres are in the framework of Adam, because Adam was built to be a microcosm of them, because our job is to receive the light from them and to also cause that they should shine greater and give more of a, a presence of a Kosh Baruch Hu in this world through our actions. Therefore, man is, is the microcosm. Whatever we do down here affects what's up there, and whatever happens up there affects us down here. So, like the Navi says, from looking at my own flesh, I can perceive God, meaning that you were built as a muscle the way things work in Shemaim. So these ten Maimaras of a Kosh Baruch Hu can be broken down into six thirteen parts like a human being. Right? What are all the details, the mathematics, how that works? I don't know. Okay? Yeah, go, go, go. You know, you, you start opening up some of the Sephardic Kabbalah, and, and you realize that to understand this stuff, you have to be smarter than Einstein, right? Um, that it's super complex, you know, both in, in the Lumbus and both in, in, in and also just the technical parts of it, right? You think there's a lot of, you know, things to memorize in your chemistry textbook. You can imagine trying to learn Kisvi Arizal is, is, is the densest. Um, textbook you've ever you've, you've ever seen about how everything works in the spiritual world. So, but somehow it breaks down into six thirteen parts, right? So every mitzvah is really one element of the sum total amount of light that a Kosh Baruch Hu put into the world after hiding himself. And when we engage in that mitzvah, we clothe ourselves in that element of a Kosh Baruch Hu's perfection, thereby causing us to perfect ourselves to the full degree that we're able to perfect ourselves. That there's a mitzvah that's can I get the yad and a mitzvah that's can I get the arm and a mitzvah that's can I get the, the neck and a mitzvah can I get the in six thirteen of them, right? Um, really there are more than six thirteen mitzvahs, right? The six thirteen Taryag mitzvahs really are just a a, a um, an overview of the mitzvahs. There's myriads and myriads of mitzvahs, all of them falling under different categories of the six thirteen. And I mean this should shed some light on the famous Gemara that, you know, that the, the 613 mitzvahs, the and then says, they, they took it and they, they put it down in the, into 10 mitzvahs. He put it into one mitzvah. I mean, the mitzvahs subdivide. We have a series of dibris. What's up shot? 10 mitzvahs. Why do we have 10 dibris, right? The answer is that all six term mitzvahs fit under the general category of the series of dibris, right? Again, it doesn't divide equally. How, how, who, who got more parts of the human body under, under which of the 10 subheadings? I don't know, but, 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 but that's how it works. So there are 10 basic, basic 
light, so we say ten basic hanhagas. Ten ba- hanhaga means uh, the way a Kodesh Baruch Hu relates to something. Ten basic expressions of a Kodesh Baruch Hu in the world, right, after the Timsum. Those then get broken down to 613. And we, as people in this world, when we engage in different mitzvahs, every mitzvah corresponds to a different one of those ten points broken down into 613 Pratim, and really it breaks down to even more Pratim than that because we know there are myriads of mitzvahs beyond the 613 that are counted. That's why all the Rishonim were busy counting the mitzvahs, right? And there are different shitas. The Bahag has a shita, the Ramban has a shita, the Rambam has a shita, you know, the Chinuch has a shita. How do you, how do you, count, the, how do you count the mitzvahs? But again, they're Klolim, they're general categories where all the mitzvahs fit underneath. But again, these are elements of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's self that we're imbibing in ourselves when we do a mitzvah, but at the same time, you can't add them all up and equal Kodesh Baruch Hu because Kodesh Baruch Hu is, is a yichud because it's only the elements of himself that he revealed of himself by hiding the rest of his oneness. So when we talk about the idea that, 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 that this mitzvah, the Zohar says, can I get the brain of the, 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 the head of the Gemalach and the arm of the Gemalach? It's not referring to Kodesh Baruch Hu ba'atzma. It's not. Right? It's, not, it's not talking about the ultimate Kodesh Baruch Hu before the Tzimtzum, the one that created the world, that, that's ultimately the only thing that exists. He's not referring to the Kodesh Baruch Hu when we say, Hashem Echad, Enel Mavadai, Ata Reis Ladas, right? There's nothing else that exists, right? Except for, uh, right? Ki Ein, Ki Ata Reis Ladas, Ki Hashem Huwa, Ki Ein El It's not talking about that. It's talking about after the Tzimtzum, that the Kodesh Baruch Hu revealed his light into the world. So the, the mitzvahs correspond to the different revelations of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's Self. Does that, does that make sense or no? Mm-hmm. So when we... Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm sorry, Enam Movado, you're saying... That's the ultimate Kodesh Baruch That's the Kodesh Baruch okay, that's, that's okay. Hashem. Who is one, okay. who has no parts, so has no pieces. It's 100%. That, that's, that's, the, that's the real reality. Right. None of it really exists outside of that. It only exists as much... here. We say it here, though. No, because that's true. That's who we're serving. We're serving God, right? Yeah. We would start, this is where things start getting very touchy, hashkafically. This is where there was a lot of issues with, with, with the, Chach, the Chachma of Kabbalah, which is that there's a, a Veira that's brought down called being Ketzer ben that a person cuts off the sapling. So after the Ramchal's um, mashal, that a Kosh is like the trunk, and we can look at the mitzvahs like, like the branch, now you can understand the terminology of cutting the saplings. When a person starts davening, and he is Tashvon Esrei, and he's Mechav, in the first bracha, the sphere is Chesed, you've just turned it into an Avodah You've cut it off. You've been kites as Matthias. You've cut it off from Akash Baruch's oneness. Yes, this is the depth of how it works. But at the end of the day, the one that we're serving is the Ainsof, is Akash Baruch himself, right? But we can't relate to him directly because we wouldn't exist. So this is the process that he created. And, 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 and in order to, that we should have these windows into his oneness in Olam Haba. But at the end of the day, he's, he's, he's the only true right. existence. Everything else doesn't really exist. It only exists as much as he causes us to perceive that it exists in order for us to exist, in order for him to give to us, like we spoke about it in the previous parrot. Somebody yeah, I, yeah. I once said, you know, you know, Malvado, someone got upset. Like, what are you talking about? What am I, what am I here? You know? That's the great stira. Right. On the ultimate reality, yeah. there is only a Kosh Baruch nothing right. else. Right. He, though, and his kindness, again, we don't understand why, there was no when at that point, like we've spoken about previously, right? He decided he wanted to give to another being. In order to do that, he had to hide that right. in order that we should exist and that he should right. give to us. Yes, we, we don't live in the world of a Kosh Baruch's it, it, right? It's, it's not. We live in, in our world and in our world we have mitzvahs and we have averas and there's good and there's bad and we have to make decisions and all that is, all that is true. On an ultimate level though, on an ultimate level, there is only a Kosh Baruch, right? And both worlds our true worlds. One is the world that he created us within, that we're supposed to function in. One is our greater understanding of what true reality is, that really there is only a 
Kodesh Baruch Hu. So how how do we understand the Tukufa that ends in the in in the coming of Mashiach? That's when the true world will reach its perfection. This world, it's still this world. Still it's this world. Still this world. Still this world. But still we're going to have a different ha'ara. But 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 yeah, because it'll be. We'll, we'll talk about that more. But but yes, but that that's when this world becomes perfected more. But it's still this world. Is that shalim? That's that, no shlem, true shalim is going to be achieved on olam haba. Olam haba is going to be after that. Okay, so well, the Ramchal is going to talk about that. The, the six thousand years of creation, the world will be destroyed in the six thousand year. The world will be rebuilt. There will be tchias okay. and then and then we'll. Or the body, the, the physical body will become purified and more spiritual. It and the Shama will climb all the way up to the highest places of the spiritual dimensions. We said the spiritual dimensions are layers of Hashem's hiding, right? So we'll have the least amount of of, of hiding of a Kosh Baruch Hu's self and we'll perceive a Kosh Baruch Hu the most that a independent entity could perceive Hashem while maintaining their own independence. That's Olam Haba. Yemosa Mashiach is not that. Yemosa Mashiach is a time toward the end of Olam Haza when the world will reach its... Perfection. Why does it have to be that way? We'll talk about it later. It, okay. it, it's part of building our Olam Haba. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, but but yeah, but 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 in the Chalami. But but the Rambam will talk about it also. There's Olam Haza. There's Mashiach. That when a person dies, there's all in the Shamas. There's a waiting room when the Shama goes back in Shemayim. That's not Tchias Meisim. Tchias Meisim is after all that, and then that that's finally when the world of Olam Haba begins. Right. So we're saying that the mitzvahs really are 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 chalakim of a Kadosh Baruch Hu's shleimus. But again, don't think that if you add up the 613 mitzvahs, all of a sudden now you've created the sum total of a Kodesh Baruch, Kodesh Baruch is a Yichud, right? It's only from that which he um, allowed us to perceive of himself, that's what the mitzvahs are. That's the, mass, the most amount of shlemis that a human being can acquire, and the deepest that our, the shlemis can give us in our understanding of a Kodesh Baruch in Olam Haba, right, with the least amount of a veil, will come from the perspective of these 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 mitzvahs, um, guy, you got to go in a minute. But but um, I, 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 I actually don't write down that Oh, you doubt them? Oh, good, beautiful. Okay, now I I, I want to read you though that that uh, something that Rambam says here because I, I want to skip over the concept of um, of of um, Shlemus, of of Hester Panim and and Haaris Panim because we're going to talk about that next week. But he says we're going to read Hine Sira. You'll see Shlemus Amiti Hine Humetzias Baruch Shema. That true shlemus is the existence of Hashem. So when you're doing a mitzvah, you are part of a kosh baruch hu kibiyachol. We just explain what that meant. The chokhsar and el helam tuv is brachshu mehester banim. And anything which is chisar and lacking this avera bad evil is 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 a kosh baruch hu hiding himself. Nimzaras panas brachshu mehu vekirvasu tia shtreish tiva kol shem shtia. No, I think we no no don't worry about it. I'm gonna go back a second. Hold on. So we talked about before the idea that when a person does a mitzvah, he's engaged in in in, in he's mizdabek to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, right? So I just I want to read you over here a piece of Nefshachaim, a very powerful piece that when a person does a mitzvah, he is davik to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That is an element of Hashem Shlemis that you're involved with. So again, it's not a Hakadosh Baruch Hu be'atzmo; it's an element of Hashem. It's like the Moshe Lerumchal gave of, of a tree branch and the and and the shoots and the and and like, I'm sorry, a tree a tree trunk. Uh, uh, the, the trunk and the shoots that come out, you're, you are being mizdabek when you do a mitzvah in, in a Kosh Baruch Hu himself, right? Um, so he says the following, he says, Zesha Tiknu in the Haggah of Shechaim in, in Perek Vav. He says, that's why we made a, a, a special takana, Asher Kishon HaMitzvah Nav Shechaim says, right? Why is it every Birch mitzvah comes with a bracha? That a Kosh Baruch Hu was Mekadesh with his mitzvahs. He gave us Kedusha. Chein the Kiddushtanu mitzvah secha. We say, we just said all the Yom Tov Dominic. Kosh Baruch Hu gives us Kedusha with his mitzvahs. What does that mean? Ki me'eish sha'ela arayin ha'adam al-sis mitzvah. When a person thinks about doing a mitzvah, take him nasa rishum olamal makam shor sha'al yoyim. 
connected that area in Shemayim, connected that element of the 613 mitzvahs, of a Kosh Baruch Hu's revelations in Shemayim, you open up a pathway, or you make an, a, an indentation in Shemayim when you think that you want to do a mitzvah. Misham al or makif, and there's a light that surrounds you that comes down. And that Kedusha surrounds the, 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 the person. Um, he says, that's what it means. I'll explain that. That's what it says. Make yourself holy, and then you'll be holy. That anyone who's Makadish himself, anyone who makes him holy down below, then they make him holy from above. What it means is that when a person does a mitzvah, and you attempt to do something that's Kedusha down below, a Kedusha or a Ha'ara of Hashem's Shlemis comes down and actually surrounds the person himself, right? And so that's what it means. That if you make yourself holy, then then you'll be holy, meaning that by you doing an action down below, Kosh Baruch Hu will bring his light down to a person. So the moment that you're engaged in the mitzvah, you're actually connected to Kosh Baruch Hu in that, in, 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 in that, in that moment. I'm going to skip a little bit. Um... So he says, I'll explain or makif in a minute. Through this kedusha and the light which surrounds you, you are connected to Baruch Hu while you're still alive in this world. Now I told you before, you can't fully appreciate this in this world. Baruch Hu has blocked your sense of it. Otherwise, you would already be living parts of your Haba at the moments that you're doing the mitzvahs, right? Like we spoke on the Ramchal before. It's not the shot you trade in your mitzvahs for, you know, you, you get tickets and you trade them in for, for schar. Every mitzvah you're doing, you are actively okay, connecting yeah. yourself to Kosh Baruch What? Yeah. Like you're building Om Haba and, you, and you're actually experiencing a connection to Kosh Baruch But that sensation of it is being blocked from you. You only are allowed to perceive a, a teensy, teensy bit, right, of, of, of that when you do a Mitzvah. You're actually not getting the full flavor of what that mitzvah. Some mitzvahs are more than others. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know about that. I don't know how that works. But um, I mean, maybe they're more dear to your heart. I'm not sure. You know, but uh, right. But no, I'm kidding. But but but. If you do an act of chesed, it really. Okay, so so good. So that drives a lot. You know, with the emotional plane of, of who you are, right? Mm-hmm. But there is an element of kedusha that we do experience in this world. Haraya, big people. Crazy things with them, right? They know stuff. You, you have this, this this sense around them. Um, a person is engaged in the mitzvah. You know, you know when you have the bliss of being connected to Kosh Baruch. We've all experienced it to some degree, right? But again, like we spoke about before, it is not Olam Haba. It's only a whiff on the outside of Olam Haba. It's it's right. Um, but but again, but but to know that in theory, right now you are actively dovek to Kosh Baruch Hu when you're engaged in that, in that element because you are doing an element of a Kosh Baruch Hu's shlemis, like the Ramchal said, you're engaged in, in part of a, the shlemis of a Kosh Baruch Hu at, at that moment, right? But again, we're not able to, with Ramchal will talk more about why Kosh Baruch Hu blocked the sense of it in this world, it's all really post the chayt al when we get to experience it, etc. Cetera, et cetera. We'll talk about this more as, as time goes on. So he says, Kedusha or Makif, through the Kedusha and that or Makif and that surrounding light, who dovek you are connected to Hashem, even when you're alive. That's what the Pasuk says. You who are connected to Hashem, your God, even at the same time, while it's still going on, you are alive. So that's what we say when the Torah comes out. When a person does a mitzvah, he has true chayim. He's connected to the source of all life. To Kosh Baruch at the moment that you do the mitzvah. This is the surrounding life. And that light allows the person to have the ability and the strength and the help to complete the mitzvah. And when he finishes the mitzvah, then you become more mechuzak, you become more spiritual. So the person wants to become purified, then they help you from Shemayim. Meaning every time you do a mitzvah, you become more imbibed with Kedusha, and that enables you to do more mitzvahs, right? We all know that when a person has a good day, he wakes up on the right foot, he davens, he learns, he's a holy person that day. 
mitzvahs come easier. It's easier for him to be kinder to other people. It's easier for him to, to, to do more chasadim. It's easy for him to learn more later. You have a guy, his head is out of learning for a long time, and he goes sit by a Gemara, he falls asleep. Why is that? Because he's so far away from a connection to his creator that to bridge that gap, to go from the world of chisarn, of, of, of lacking of a Kodesh Baruch Hu's existence, back into cleaving into a Kodesh Baruch Hu, that is a very big bridge that he has to work through. There's a lot there? of blockage. Um, That's a similar concept. Right, right, right. Well, right. Well, well, and then again, they're, they're, they're cut in shnola dummies, so it's, it's like you really got a fresh start, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes it's a little easier than... than then maybe you would say a vulture, then someone who was involved in innovators, that there was much more of a, uh. of, of a blockage that was there. Gare is a fresh, clean start, right? Gare is like starting after Yom Kippur, right? A, a, a person that does truva is even harder because he, you know, there, there was Toma and there were other things which came, that, which we'll talk about more about what Toma is later, but things that, that blocked from this connection to Akarosh Baruch, right? The God Mashukh as Libo Mizel Saga Old Kamitzas. This allows his heart to be pulled to do more mitzvahs. Akrasha Yosef Atta began Aiden Mamish because right now, when he's in the middle of Mitzvah 1, he's sitting in Gan Aiden. It's much easier to do more mitzvahs when you're sitting in Gan Aiden than when you're far away from Gan Aiden, right? When the light of Hashem is shining on you and there's a clarity that comes to your light, your life, when you're doing a mitzvah, it's much easier to do more mitzvahs versus when a person has been away from mitzvahs, right? I'm sure you've all had this experience. You have a day off. You came to learn something, you davened, you felt very enlightened, you know, versus you had a whole day in the office dealing with who knows what, on the computer, staring at a screen for nine hours, right? It's hard to jump right back into Ruchnias. But after doing a mitzvah, it's very easy to jump into Ruchnias. Why? Because when you do a mitzvah, you are Mizdabek Lerumchal says Hashem Shleimis, says Nafshachayim, because a Kedusha and an Or Makif will explain a surrounding light surrounds you. And at that moment, says, says Nafshachayim, you are actually sitting in Gan Eden right now. You can't perceive it while you're in your physical body in this world, and, the, and, that, and that reality has been blocked from you. But the higher parts of your Neshama already are fully cleaving to Kodesh Baruch Hu and experiencing a level of Gan Eden even at the current moment that trickles down into your being and allows it that you have more of a clarity, making it easier for you to do other mitzvahs. You are taking refuge in the, in the shade of the wings of, 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 of the Kedusha, of the hidden one from above. There's no Yetzirah at that moment. You're in the middle of a mitzvah, the light of a Kosh is coming on you. The Yetzirah says, hey, come to Averas. You tell them, go away. What are you, what are you, what are you, you see the Malachas right here? What are you, what are you telling me, right? Versus when you're not in the presence of the Melech and someone comes and tells you to do something connected against the Melech, so it's, it, it's much easier to get you when you're staring at the perfection of the Melech. And it says, you know, it'd be almost like a person is, is basking in the glow of a mitzvah. And it's hard to say, hey, why don't you go and eat treif? You look at it like you're crazy. You're out of your mind. Like, well, I don't want to do that, right? So it's very hard for you. It's hard to get you when you're Isaac in a mitzvah. And we have many chazal about this that we know that Torah is mugain and mitzvahs are mugain that a person's engaged in Torah, right? No, no harm can, can befall him at that moment. What? Yeah, David and Melech. Uh, the whole story of David and Melech. How do we David and died? Exactly. Yes, 100%. Yes, yes. La, the man of Shechem speaks about that in, in a different place. Not, not Ramchab. It's very hard at that point for the Yitzhahara to control you and to, and to get you away. Zesh Amr Shemitzvah Geris Mitzvah. That is the true meaning of what a mitzvah causes another mitzvah means. Because when you're doing a mitzvah at that moment, you're davik to Kosh Baruch the beautiful Lashon of Shechaim, you are sitting in Gan Eden at that moment, you're being covered by the wings of a Kosh Baruch right? The light of a Kosh Baruch is, is is come to you, it surrounds you, it gives you a Kedusha. Very hard for the Yetzirah to come and pull you away from Hashem at that moment, right? And therefore, that's what Chazal mean when they say, mitzvah gereris mitzvah. If you're davik to Hashem, right now while you're alive in this world, chaim you are truly alive. You're connected to Hashem. So that's so, 
Well, then you're at that moment you're disconnected from Kodesh Baruch Hu, right? Which gets involved in the concept. We spoke about this in the first Shana, if I remember, before Yom Kippur, maybe. Roshana maybe, about what, what true Chaim and true Misa is, right? Chaim is a connection to Akash Baruch Hu, and Misa is being disconnected to Hashem. There are people who are alive, who are dead, and there are people who are dead, who are alive, right? Um, the Tzadikim are Ekru Chaim, even Mitasan, even when they're dead. Why? Because they have a connection to Akash Baruch Hu, and there is Shoyim in this world. We're what? Reading, we're reading. It's living, you're reading that. That's Chaim. Well, Right and then and the and the and the even in this world are considered a misa because life and death is defined as as, as ultimate existence and ultimate existence only is by a kosh So the Ramchal is telling you that when a person is engaged in a mitzvah, he's engaged in the elements of Hashem Shlemis, and at the moment that he's doing that, he's actually cleaving to Hashem even in this world, even though he cannot feel the full effects of it. So that's why I did speak of the concept of an or mak. If I would like to touch on that briefly, we'll talk about this more later on the saver. There are two types of light that you find that comes to a person when he's engaged in the mitzvah. The Sfarim speak of the concept of or makif and or pnimi, right? A surrounding light and an and a internal light. To give a very crude muscle, and then maybe we'll give a better one, you can imagine that if I start pouring um, coffee from the Keurig into this cup, it's a very big cup. So uh, I was the Koshbochel game, it was a very big one. Lysa, um, if you pour into this cup, yeah? So at a certain point, if it keeps going, 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 it's going to overflow and it's going to come out, right? So the cup can only contain so much. Right? So that's what we call orpnimi. The amount of spirituality that a neshama is able to be koilet within himself. So within the framework of this world, like we said, we can't really experience Elm Haba in this world, but the amount that we can experience within the framework of this world, that's called orpnimi, because our kli is able to hold on to that light. And again, if you need to see that, go look at the difference between a ben and a person not a ben to a person who is you know, off the derech, and you will see very much so that one is molek kedusha and one is not molek kedusha, right? The amount of kedusha that we can contain in this world is or pnimi. Or makif, though, is what is not able to fit in the cup, which pours out of the cup. The experience is too much to, to take in. I mean, we can give emotion, but that also you can imagine a person has a, a traumatic experience they don't remember it afterwards. You know, it only comes to them in pieces later on because it was too much for the kalim of their of their psychological intellect to, to be able to to handle. So, in a sense, we would view that as as it's makif. It surrounds them. It, it wasn't able to penetrate into their into the into their into their being. Right. Um, so the, the mitzvahs are a bechin of what's called or makif, that at the moment a person is engaged in the mitzvah, Nafshah Chaim says, the mitzvah comes, it surrounds him, it, it, we're not able to experience the full effects of what a mitzvah does in this world, and therefore it, it, it cannot fundamentally change us from within. We are not able to, to, to absorb the full kedusha of the mitzvah and to hold on to it. Right? It's something which can only exist on the outside of us. But when something exists on the outside of you, right, it still has an impact on your life. It may not be that which is what's filling your brain or your mind or, 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 your, or your sense, but it gives you a sense of where to, where to go, right? So let's give a muscle for that. You know, you go to a shear of, of a big person. So whatever you understand from the shear, we can call that orpnimi, right? That's the actual knowledge that you walked away, the inspiration, the knowledge that you gained, you walked away from the shear, that's not part of your being. That's orpnimi. That's the amount of the light of the hashpa of, from, of the tire that was able to go into you. But sometimes just having the experience of sitting by somebody big, even if you understand what he's saying, can change your life, right? How? Why is that? The answer is because it's a mile marker. It's, 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 a, it's, it's, it's a guide. It's a guiding light, so to speak, right? It's something which is beyond your reality, but it gives you a semblance of what it is that you can move to accomplish or come near. It's bigger than me, but, but it's something which has an impact on me. Right? So the neshama is something in this world. We're different parts of ourselves. We talk about nefesh, ruach, neshama. Neshama is, a little, is bigger than us. 
right? It's not able to fit into the framework of our perception within the framework of Olam Hazeh. And the Shama is almost like a makif, right? It's, it's, it's a light, it guides us. The Zayir says that there are cruising de la'ela, there are, there are announcements every day that come to a person to tell you to do tshuva, right? This hihure tshuva that you have, that's the light for your neshama saying like, you know, Mashiachayim, wake up, wake up, right? That's neshama. You don't experience it. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu lived with the full extent of his neshama, part of his being, and that's why he's shown with light when he came from Harzini. Most of us experience it almost as something that's outside of ourselves, which is farther away from us. We live with the other spiritual parts of ourselves that the more you do turn of the you do imbue that into your to yourself, the bigger the tzaddik, the more of the neshama is able to schlep into the into the gulf. But even if not, it still is something that functions outside of you. So the, the mitzvahs that we do in this world are an or makif. We don't experience their effects within this world. They're not able to be contained within our psychological and and and, and our our and our emotional and our perceptive reality within the framework of this world. They're bigger than us, right? The or is way too much. It inundates the cup, and therefore it surrounds us, and it gives us this sense. Of, of where to travel to, where to go, how to continue. And that's the mitzvah, Gerer's mitzvah that it accomplishes, that it enlightens us and, and gives us an idea that we want to move closer to Kedusha. At the same time, it's there on the higher levels of ourselves, building our connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And one day, when the time comes for us to rise from this lowly world and experience ourselves uh, with less blockage of Hashem's light, and our Kli is able to become larger, the mitzvahs will be the sum total of our perfection, allowing us the window into HaKadosh Baruch Hu's oneness. Right, it's like you're saying, like the cup can get bigger or yes. smaller. Yes, sure. Depending on what sure, you sure. You do more of areas, cup gets smaller, right? right? Gullus, the cup is very small right now. Geula, right? In the perfected world, with based on Mikdash existence, we'll, we'll touch on this next time. We talk about Hester Panam Haras Panam. In the perfected world, the fruits were bigger, the shine, the, 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 the Gemara says that the, 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 the sky shone clearer, the moon was clearer, the, there was world peace. I mean, in, the, in the perfected world, there will be lots of love. Animals are not going to fight, and, and, and the UN is going to give out kettle checks to, to, to. Did I use this joke before already? No, no UN is going to give out kettle checks to, 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 to Eretz Israel, right? What do you think it exists for? Is there just to make resolutions? <laughs> you think? No. It's 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 a cold, it's it's waiting. It's a cold distribution fund. It doesn't know that yet, but it, but it, but but it, but it, but it will be. It will be. Don't worry. You know, and there'll be and there'll be. There won't be disease. Everyone will be healthy, right? There'll be the, the cup will be bigger to receive more of the more 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 hashpa. So yes, the mitzvahs in this world are makifas. The light surrounds us. We're not able to totally collate within the framework of the person that's down here in the physical world. The higher parts of yourself most certainly do experience it, and and lots of level you will experience the mitzvah to its fullest and be able to fully be able to use the mitzvah as a window into Hashem's oneness. But there's another type of light which is called Orpnimi. And that is within the framework of this world what can fit into the Kli. So the, the, the mitzvahs are connected to the concept of Ormakif. Torah is what they refer to as Orpnimi. And it's a very important thing to understand why is it we have such a Hadgasha? Why do we have such an emphasis on Limitaira, right? Talmud Torah, Kenai Kulam. Again, we're going to talk about this more in Chal Torah later, but just to give a, a brief understanding of it, once we're talking about connecting to Kosh Baruch Shlemis, Torah is something where the effects of it to some degree you can feel in this world also. Person learns, it changes you. You, your, your thought process is different, right? The Baal Tanya is a beautiful muscle for it. He says that Torah is compared to Lechem. Pasuk in Mishle, I believe Mishle, says, Come and eat your bread with my bread. Hashem says, right? What is that? What bread? bread is a muscle of Torah because bread gives sustenance. Bread is what allows a person to exist. So two of the Torah and the mitzvahs are like bread that they give you sustenance and they, and they enable you to, to, to be alive in your connection to a Kodesh Baruch So like a person doesn't eat. He turns white and he dies. So without Torah and mitzvahs, spiritually you're cut off from Hashem and you have no, you have no existence. Lachem is always the muscle. The Torah. Why is it lachem? says the Baal It starts off Torah with things that are in your world. Cows, pits, debts, 
um, I don't know, all in the Zikan, um, uh, fruits, lulavs, uh, sukkahs, right, shafers, whatever, whatever it starts with, right? Stuff we know about in the physical world. And then you learn the sugiya, you learn the alachas, you get involved in the lumbus, you, you, you take it and you eat the Torah, you ingest what you're learning, you think about it, you chew it over, and all of a sudden, it's no longer a pit and a boar, but rather it's, it's a nezek and it's, and it's Ratzon Hashem. And it's Ratzon Hashem. And when a person starts understanding what the Ratzon Hashem is, and he breaks down the lumbus in his brain, it converts from being Havu Acho Lachmecham, your bread, meaning physical things that you're used to, Belachmi, it turns into my bread, Akash Baruch Hu says. As a person takes in the, the, the person, I remember the first time I was in a Gemara class. Right? person puts a jug in the public domain and he trips on it and he breaks it and he's pottering. I was coming into this thing expecting to like, my, my cousin told me this is like, you know, the ultimate spirituality is the Gemara and you're going to, I was expecting to hear, you know, Arya Kaplan 2.0, I was, you know, like, it's going to be like Baal Turim, all right, I was going to learn, I was going to learn the, the secrets of the Torah. I come and we're talking about jugs and, 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 and what is this? <laughs> what in the world? Like, what in the world is like, what are we doing over here, you know? Um, but that's what it is. It starts with Musagim that are gashmi, and as we work it out, we start saying what is the Ratzon Hashem in every single situation that can exist in life. When you absorb that, it becomes lachmi, and the terror becomes internalized in the person. And like the Chazal say, it's um, it's it's um, it goes into the bones of of, of a person. The terror becomes part of who you are. So therefore, there's a major difference between a Tamil Chacham and an Amaretz. A Tamil Chacham is an enlightened person because it's, it, by definition, the Torah is something which is something which you've absorbed, you've made part of your being, you've taken from the outside and you've made it in. The Ruchlis of a Kosh is something that exists within your own brain and your own mind and has been transferred deep into the bones of a person. The person acts like a Ben Torah because through and through the Torah has coursed through, through his own existence. That's Or Pnimi, that's the light which is contained in the clue. You find the spread between a person that's engaged in learning, a person that's not engaged in learning, a person engaged in learning looks at the world with a Muna. A person has different midas, the way he perceives things, he looks at things, his understandings of things, and Amaris has a much more coarse understanding of, 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 of this world. And it's by nature the fact that, that one has light in the cup and the other one doesn't have light in the cup. So, so mitzvahs are, like the Ramchal is saying, a chelak of a Baruch Hu's shlemis. is when you do a mitzvah, you're being surrounded in that. Surrounded in it because it can't fully enter you within the framework of this world, and therefore it's being saved for the next world. But just know that if you could remove all the layers of Hester, of all the layers of, of, um, of, of Akash Baruch Hu hiding himself, and the moment you're doing a mitzvah, you'd be sitting in God Eden, staring at Akash Baruch Hu's oneness through the window that that mitzvah has afforded you. Right? Because like we said, the mitzvah is really ultimately our taryag. Taryag comes from the ten emanations of Akash Baruch Hu. That is our sense of Akash Baruch Hu on the other end of the veil is only through the Maimaris, the Spheris, the Dibris, the Tariyag mitzvahs, right? Each one is an element of a Baruch Hu's shlemus that we can see on the other end of the veil. So every mitzvah, that moment is a vantage point of Hashem's yichud. If we could remove all the layers of Esther at that moment, you'd be looking right into Akash Baruch Hu's oneness. But it's makif you, it surrounds you and it gives you a sense of where you are going and it gives you an illumination of what's further on your derech for you to keep growing mitzvah gerach, mitzvah closer to a Baruch but it doesn't totally fill you in this world and you're not perceiving the full effects. When you learn Torah though, you become a changed person or pnimi, the internal light of, of Hashem Shlemis. Again, there's elements of learning Torah which also you don't fully experience the elements of makif, but it has much more of a sense of or pnimi by Torah because it's something that you have to understand and take in and it changes your entire um, cerebral way of looking at at, 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 at at reality. So we have to understand every time that we do a mitzvah, we are engaged in a chalik of a Kodesh Baruch That's what the Ramchal is saying. Okay, so next week we're going to talk more the Ramchal. Wow. The Ramchal is going to talk about this concept of Hester Panam and Ha'aris Panam, and we're going to shtell on that next week, and then and then, and then then we should be able to knock out the rest of the parak with relative ease. Okay. Yes. 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 Yes.